this is what I understand about GameStop. On Thursday, I was hanging out with my roommate and a few of his friends, and they started talking about GameStop. And it was clear that this has been a, this had been a subject of conversation between them the entire day, but I was completely unaware of what was happening. I go to Twitter, I see that Dogecoin is trending, I start searching through articles, but I'm tired and I say, eh, I'll figure this out in the morning. The morning comes, Friday morning, I obviously don't have time because I'm working to actually figure this out, but I, I, I read through a few articles, I talk to about it with a few of my colleagues, and then by the end of the day, I'm like, I'll figure this out on Saturday morning. And it is now Saturday morning when I'm recording this, I've had a great walk, a great breakfast, I have figured some of this shit out, and now I'm going to explain what I know. So let's start with short selling. So if I believe that a stock is going to be worth less in a certain time frame, let's call it a year, if I think a stock is going to be worth less in a year, then what I can do is I can borrow the stock from someone who owns it, so I give them the money, then I can go ahead and sell that stock at the same price that I bought it for, and then let's say the stock goes down in value, I can rebuy that stock and then give it back to the person I borrowed it from for less money, right? So I sold it at let's say $7, then I bought it back at $5, gave it to the person I borrowed it from, and then my profit is $2. So if you believe that a stock is going to go down in value, you can short it. That's what shorting is. If you believe a stock is going to go up in value, you can do what's called a call option, which was a totally new thing to me. So when I think, oh, the stock is going to go up in value, what I think is let me buy it now and then ride that wave as it goes up and then maybe sell it or continue to hold on to it. You can do this thing where you can buy a contract, buy into a contract that says you can buy this stock at this price by this date. And if you think the stock price is going to go up at least higher than the set price that you can buy the stock at, then you can buy this option and you can even make more money on the gains if you're right than if you just bought it at a certain price and waited for it to increase. So this is called a call option. If you believe that a stock is gonna go down, you short it. If you believe a stock is gonna go up, you buy it and hold or you do this call option thing. So the fuck happened on Thursday? So the stock price rose of GameStop, and I'll get into that in a second about why it rose. But when it rose, you have to understand what's happening here. So if I shorted the stock, and there's a bunch of VC firms, big hedge funds that had shorted GameStop, if I'm short GameStop, and all of a sudden the stock price is rising, then the first thing I wanna do is I wanna close that position, right? If it's $5 right now, I think it's gonna be $3 in a month, but now it's actually $7. I wanna buy, 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 so I can give that stock back to the person I borrowed it from before it gets to be $9. I wanna buy, buy, buy quickly to close that position and just cut my losses. So that's what these hedge funds had to do. The problem is buy, buy, buy leads to a higher price. If everyone's trying to buy, there's more demand chasing the same supply, the price has to rise in the stock. At the same time, let's say I'm a brokerage and I'm selling these call options to people who believe that GameStop is going to go up. 
Once GameStop is going up, the brokers realize that they need to buy GameStop because these options that they sold, they realize that these people may actually be saying, hey, I want to buy my GameStop now. And those brokers need to have the GameStop stock to be able to give them. It's, it's a financial obligation. And so they're thinking the same way. If we're going to have to have a bunch of this GameStop, we better buy now instead of later so that we can buy it at a less expensive price. All of that buying leads to a further rise in the stock. And then you had this thing on Thursday where it goes from like less than $100, less than $50, I think, to over $400 in the course of literally one day. And so why exactly did it increase in the first place? It's it's unclear. It's a bunch of things. It's, it's Robin Hood, the fact that individuals can buy and sell for no money and they can buy fractions of a stock. The democratization of being able to be a part of the stock market is part of it. It's Reddit. There's a bunch of people on Reddit, on Wall Street Bets who are saying, buy GameStop, buy GameStop, buy GameStop. And then you have this guy named Deep Fucking Value who seems to be kind of the leader of all these people on Wall Street Bets that were going to be buying GameStop. And so because that collection of people on Reddit who believe in GameStop can so easily buy GameStop and they can use the network effect of the internet to get a lot of people to buy GameStop at the same time, it leads to the price rising. And then the hedge funds have to get this fucking billion dollar injection of capital so they can close their position. The brokers need to buy. And then all of a sudden you have the stock going up, 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 up until someone at Robinhood gets a call and says, hey, you need to shut that off. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that's true. I'm about to get into it. So there's two reasons I think that Robinhood decided to disallow people from buying the stock. The first has to do with reserve requirements. I don't exactly know how Robinhood works. I have a good idea, but I don't know, no. And it's something I'm going to be researching over the coming week. But what I do understand is that when you have stock in Robinhood, you don't necessarily have that stock, right? If you wanted to sell it, then Robinhood would have to go buy it so that you could sell it. They facilitate all of this trading, but similar to the way that a bank has more loans out than they actually have money in their reserves, Robinhood doesn't actually have all of the stocks that its users have. They just know they can get them quickly when and if they need to, but they have reserve requirements. And so when you have a stock like GameStop that is increasing in value and is highly volatile, it's probably the case that Robinhood ran out of money to be able to go buy GameStop on behalf of their user. And so they're, and so they're like, hey, we need to cut this off or else we're going to completely run out of money and we're going to be fucked. That is probably why they made that decision. I don't think it's impossible that some of the investors in Robinhood or some of the other hedge funds on Wall Street gave the CEO a call and said, hey, maybe you should stop your users from being able to buy GameStop. I don't know that that didn't happen. And I think it could potentially probably have happened. But I also think that Robinhood had to do this anyway for the financial solvency of their own business. And so what are the takeaways from this situation? 
I think the the first one is that perception is reality in the same way that 75 million people, probably more than that, believe that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. There are a lot of people who believe that Robin Hood did this solely to protect the Wall Street hedge funds and their own investors, and it had nothing to do with this whole reserve requirements. Now, like I said, I think it's both, but the perception, at least on the left, is that it's one, and that is a big deal. That is not something that people are just going to unthink or unbelieve. They now recognize that a lot of these fintech companies are on the side of Wall Street, and that potentially democratizing trading is really not the mission of Robinhood. Like I said, I can't really speak for them. I think there were other reasons they did this, but perception is reality in the minds of millions of people. I think another takeaway is that traditional finance is on call. The reason that this happened is because of platforms like Robinhood that allow the network effects of the internet to have a really fucking large impact. And this one subreddit was able to upend billions of dollars in value for these hedge funds that have traditionally not had to worry about retail investors and what they wanted to do. Traditional finance is on call. And I see crypto and Bitcoin in particular benefiting from this. And I think the last one is just that 2021 is is getting started. You know, I remember in 2020, we had the assassination of the military leader of Iran, and then we had Kobe's death. And in retrospect to how 2020 played out, that seems small in comparison. I feel like this is similar. You know, I feel like 2021 is going to be similar to 2020 in many ways. And this kind of shit going down, I think we're just getting started, especially when it comes to traditional finance and crypto and the markets. So, yeah, those are my thoughts.